0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Ladies, talk about it. See? think of my future, I get excited. Anybody get excited about their future? God. Hallelujah. I love my future. My future is bright in Christ. Come on. Joy. salvation and glory
1: no
2: solar when i get to heaven's gate i ain't gotta peek over keeping perfect composure when i scream at the chauffeur i ain't mean i'm just focused i mean i'm just focused the lean out slower got us clean out of soda before the flood people judge they did the same thing to noah everybody wanted yandy did jesus christ did the laundry they say the weak start on Monday, but the strong start on Sunday, won't be bondage to any man, John 8 3, 3. we the descendants of Abraham, yea, shall be made free, John 8 3, 6. to whom the Son set free, is free. Wake up, would you just kiss and make up, even with the bitter cup, forgave my brothers and drank up, did everything but gave up, stand my back, I can't front, still we win, we prayed up, even when we die, we raise up.
0: Jesus. Jesus. So we were here maybe about a month ago. Y'all remember that? And so as I was walking on stage, we were going back to the bus and Pastor Rich and and Lady Rich, they said, hey, you know what? We think y'all should come back Super Bowl weekend and do something in the park. I was like, in the park? He was like, yeah, in the park. Is this Biscayne? Yeah. And I said, that would be great. He was like, talk to Mr. West about it. I think it'll be great. And I love it that when Rich Wilkinson speaks, something happens. And we are just so grateful for uh, the word and the love that we receive from this great church. You all have been just gracious to us. And we just honor it. Can we have one of the greatest pastors come and greet us? Our greatest pastor come and greet us this morning. Come on, I can't hear you, Miami. I can't hear you. Blue. Let's welcome Pastor Rich Wilkerson.
3: How we doing, Miami. Hey, why don't you grab a seat for a moment? We're going to open up God's word together. I'm going to need some help from those lawn seats today with this sermon, by the way. I don't know if this is your first time to a moment like this, but this is not an event. This is just an old-fashioned church service. And I don't think we could have gotten better weather, I don't think we could have gotten a Better location. I don't think we could have gotten a better day on Super Bowl Sunday to gather right here at Bayfront Park. Come on, if you love Jesus, if you're grateful to be in the place, go ahead and make a little bit of noise all over this house. What an honor it is to get to come and share with you for a moment. My name is Rich, and I get the privilege of leading a church here in Miami called Voo, and. Um, Today, there's so many incredible churches from South Florida represented here. Maybe you're here today, and you don't go to church. You don't even believe in God. That's okay. Uh, We're so grateful that you're here. You can belong here without believing. In fact, this whole day is actually, you're the guest of honor. Can we make some noise for all of our friends that aren't normally in church that came to be with us? I want to read a little passage from Luke chapter 15, but before I do... I think we would miss a moment if we didn't just take some time to honor um, Kanye West and the Sunday Service Choir for coming and being here. You know, Kanye's been a friend of mine for the last seven years, and to get to watch what God has done in his life, specifically in this past year, I'm so proud of the man that he is. He's been a great friend to me. He has helped me in so many different ways, and I just want to make sure every time I get a microphone that I'm around him, that I take some time to honor him, to let him know that God's doing something significant in his life. Voo Church, all of us here in Miami, we love this man. Can we thank God for the gift that's on his life? Can we thank God for him being so gracious to let us all come? Luke chapter 15. I'm going to speak a little bit, and then we're going to worship some more together, but I want to draw your attention to the last part of this story that Jesus is telling and I'm going to put it into context starting in verse 28 my Bible's flipping pages on me you gotta love the the wind of the Holy Spirit verse 28 says the older brother became angry and refused to go in so his father went out and pleaded with him but he answered his father look He was lost and is found. Anybody thankful for the grace of Jesus Christ that finds that which was lost? I want to take the next few minutes, and I want to speak to you from the subject, come home. Come home. I don't know how you got into this place today, but this is what I know. I know that today our hope and our prayer is that you would have an encounter with a God who loves you, and a God who is for you. <laughs> I think sometimes the challenge that we're living in is that a lot of times there's people that misrepresent the God of the Bible. It was Gandhi who said, I would be a Christian. I've just met too many Christians. Meaning what happens is that so many people, they begin to represent God and we see their flaws, we see their mistakes, we see their problems and therefore we think God is like that. But I've come to this place today to let you know That God loves you, God is for you, God has a plan for you, all he says today is come home. Maybe you're here and you're like, I don't think I could ever be used by God, I don't think that God has a plan for me, I've made far too many mistakes, I've done too many bad things. What I would say to you is, you ought to read the Bible, because the Bible is full of people that God used, and God is in the business of using broken, jacked up people. I'm telling you. Read. The, these people were crazy. You think your family is dysfunctional? Read the Bible. God uses jokers, smokers, even midnight tokers. I'm telling you, read the Bible. I mean, Noah, for goodness sakes, was a drunk. Abraham was way too old to be used by God. Definitely too old to be having kids. He was 100 years old. That's not just crazy. That's, that's nasty, okay? Isaac was a daydreamer, Jacob was a liar, Joseph was abused, Gideon was afraid, Moses had a stuttering problem, Samson was a womanizer, David was a murderer, and he had an affair, Rahab was a prostitute, Isaiah, he preached naked, can you imagine that next Sunday service? Jeremiah was too young, Jonah ran from God, Naomi was a widow, Job went bankrupt, John the Baptist ate bugs, Peter denied Christ, the disciples fell asleep while praying, Martha worried about everything. I'm telling you, Timothy, ulcer, Paul, too religious, Lazarus, he was dead. Oh, come on, Sunday service. I'm trying to tell you, God can even use dead people if you'll just come home. Our God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. He simply says, come home. Come home. Whoever you are, just just come home. I love Luke chapter 15. It's probably my favorite chapter in the New Testament. Uh, Luke chapter 15, most scholars would say, was Jesus' defense to his ministry. You see, when you study the life of Jesus, and you should if you're curious today, what you'll find about Jesus is that he was always hanging out with broken people. He was always hanging out with people that, really, religion said you can't be with those people. Maybe you're here today and you're going, why would Kanye West fly 180 people from L.A., rent out Bayfront Park? Why would Vu Church shut their services down? Why would you do all this stuff? Well, the reason why we do it is because Jesus did it. Jesus was obsessed with people, that he wanted them to know that you can have a relationship with the Father. In Luke chapter 15, he had been criticized so much that he finally gave his answer, his defense, to all the criticism he had been dealing with. And the way that he answered the criticism as to why he was doing ministry the way he was doing it is he told three simple stories. The first story he talked about, a shepherd who lost his sheep. The second story he talks about was a widow who lost her coin but the last story the one I want to talk to you about is what he called the story of the two lost sons now what's interesting is that church or religion has called this story the story of the prodigal son but Jesus never called it the story of the prodigal son he said it's a story about two lost sons Uh the first son is known as the prodigal but he was the youngest and he went to his dad one day and said yo dad I want my inheritance right now i'm getting out of here i want to go and do my thing it's a picture of sin Mm -hmm. because sin will always choose short-term gratification Mm. over eternal satisfaction how many know that an inheritance tends to grow (laughs) the longer you wait the more you're patient your inheritance will get bigger and bigger and bigger but what the enemy would tell you is the enemy would say no get what you want right now i have two sons growing up in my house my firstborn, his name is Wyatt Wesley Wilkerson. My secondborn, his name is Wild Wesley Wilkerson. These boys are either going to be preachers or bank robbers. Pray for us. We're not sure, but we're trying to teach our kids manners in our house. We're kind of old school, and so my wife, she's from the south, and she's always saying, "You know, teach the boys yes sir and no sir, and yes ma'am and no ma'am." And my son Wyatt was home yesterday, and Don Shree told him something said, "Hey yo Wyatt, like you know, do this," and he said, "No, ma'am." And Don and Shree, because he's just learned how to talk, she thought he said, no ma'am. So she got excited, she called all of her friends, she called her mom, she's like, mom, you wouldn't believe believed it, Wyatt, he's so well behaved, he keeps telling me no ma'am. And so we're just telling everyone, he's so, he's so polite. And then we found out that um, at school, they're teaching him Spanish right now. And um, what we found out is that the Spanish word for mine is, is mio. And so he's been saying no mio. which doesn't exactly mean no ma'am. Instead, it means no mine. How many of that's a big difference. <laughs> Yesterday, I took my son to breakfast and I, I got some eggs and bacon. I tried to get some of his bacon. He said, no meal. I said, actually, son, that's my eggs and my bacon. How many know sometimes we can treat God this way? that's mine and god's like no no don't you understand that everything that you have from the shoes on your feet to the clothes on your back it was all given to you by god yet so often we want something right now and so the youngest son he takes the inheritance and he squanders it the bible says on wild living and he finds himself completely at his end he spends everything and he finds himself in a broken place so broken that he goes and To a farmer and says, can I work for you feeding your pigs? And one day the Bible says, Luke chapter 15, that while he's feeding the pigs, he becomes so hungry that he says, man, that food looks good. I should eat the pig's food. And then the scripture says that he came to his senses. How many can testify out there that sin doesn't make any sense? (laughs) Sin will always take you further than you want to go and keep you longer than you want to stay. And it will cost you more than what you're willing to pay. And he comes to his senses and said, I should go back to my dad. I should, just go, I should just go home and just say, Dad, I'm sorry. Can I be one of your servants? And so he gets up from the pigstroph and he starts walking the long road home. And while he's working on his apology speech, the scripture says the father sees him in the distance. Anybody thankful that God saw you in the distance? Anybody thankful that God saw you long before you had it all put together? And the scripture says the father starts running towards the son. And when he gets to the son, please hear this. He wraps his arms around the son, begins to kiss the son, puts a ring on the son's finger, puts sandals on his feet, puts a robe on his back and says, my son is home. We're going to throw a party. Come on, how many think we ought to throw a party today for some people that are coming home? I love the dad. He's like, Kill the fattened calf. We're going to throw a party. I'm always like, who just has a fattened calf hanging around? The Father does, just in case you come home. I believe there's blessings stored up for people in this arena today that maybe you just might make a decision today to come home. I want to let you know that God redeems the time, that you have not gone too far. There is no mistake too big for God's grace. He just says, come home. Your life has value. How do I know? Well, it's like this. I got a $100 bill in my hand. This $100 bill is worth $100, $100 because uh, the government says so. It's been stamped with the seal of the government. Now, how many know I can crumple this $100 bill up? I could stomp on this $100 bill? This thing could pass from hand to hand to hand. It doesn't really matter what neighborhood it goes to. It doesn't really matter where it ends up. How many of you know it's still worth $100? Can I encourage you today? I don't know who's crumpled you up. I don't know who's stomped on your life. I don't know how many hands you have gone through, but I am here to tell you that you have been stamped in the image of the almighty God and nothing takes away your value. Come home. Just come home. Just because you're lost doesn't mean you've lost your value. Come home. Scripture says that they start throwing a party. But then our text picks up and I'm gonna we'll close with this. The scripture says, Meanwhile
0: See you through whatever you may be for, through whatever you may be facing. Can we go a little higher my